Welcome back, everyone, to Aspire to Lead, where we will be discussing the visions, inspirations, and experiences from top educational leaders. My name is Joshua Stamper, and you can connect with me on Twitter or on Instagram at Joshua Double Underscore Stamper. Welcome back, everyone, to the Aspire Mailbag with my good friend, Teach Better teammate, the COO and co-founder of Teach Better, the commander of conferences, Jeff Gargas. While I appreciate the introduction, I'm pretty sure the commander of conferences is, is now Katie. I think that's been passed. I think you're right. I don't know that I'm doing anything for this conference. <laughs> you're just showing up. I'm just. I'm, I think I'm. I'm planning to show up as long as they give me the right address. I should be good. Whatever. I think you were at the but, venue earlier what, today. I was at the out. venue today. I was at the venue today. Yes. Uh, excited about that. What episode did you? What is this? Twenty something? I think it's twenty six. But wow, I always 26. get it wrong. You're much better at it than I. I know it's been a while for both of us. I, every time we do it, I think it's like our fourth time. And then you're like twenty. <laughs> so oh, we've done a lot of these. All right. I guess it's been two years. It has been two years. years? Yeah. And our first episode the, is one of the most listened to. I think it's in, at least in the top twenty of. When all was of that? Was that was that what was that? Early, that was early twenty twenty, wasn't it? That was it pre-pandemic. Was, it was pre-pandemic. It was wow. not too long after the first Teach Better conference. Yeah, that's where it kind of started and stuff. That's, yeah. Wow, that's cool. We've kind of got a big event coming up. Yes, kinda. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> big event coming up October fourteenth, fifteenth. And if you're a podcaster listening right now, you know just the thought if you come to the conference like there's a chance that then you get to do a show with me afterwards like and never get rid of me so careful you know <laughs> super excited for the conference i was there i was at the venue earlier just checking out sound and, and some final little um logistic things and getting it's get, we're getting close man we're yeah we ordered all the signage and all the everything banners and all that stuff it's this is getting it's getting real i feel like at one point i thought it was really far away and then i'm looking at my calendar and it's only a couple of weeks so it's, caught up to us that's a good way of putting it yeah yeah, definitely caught up to us. Yes. Definitely caught up. So if you are interested in joining us in October, I want to make sure that you have, you know, a little bit of savings to your registration. So if you use Aspire TB 2022, you get $50 off your two day registration and you can go to teachbetterconference.com. Hopefully you will be joining us to see hundreds of different speakers. We've got Podcast Row, we've got a bookstore, we've got a ton of different vendors coming at this beautiful venue. Jeff, the the venue. Do you mind explaining it? You do, you do a great job because it's it's quite the space. Yeah. So the the venue is really cool. So it's it's at the uh, National Inventors Hall of Fame STEM Middle School, which is a long name. Yeah. It's part of Akron Public Schools at the Akron STEM uh, NIF, as you might call it, as some folks still call it, National Inventors Hall of Fame Middle School. Like they've been a partner school of ours for uh, several years now. We love the staff over there. We love the team over there. Shout out to Amanda and her entire. She has an amazing team from top to bottom. Excited there. What's really cool is the building used to be the National Inventors Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. So it's got some really cool architecture to it. It's not a typical school building. I mean, obviously, it feels like a school building because there's classrooms and everything like that, but it's got a really cool layout. And, you know, you got the, the exhibit hall down at the bottom, where we're going to have at the bottom floor, where we're going to have the sponsors and the bookstore and uh, all the keynotes and the big sessions like that. And then you've got like part of the ceiling of that room, it's hard to explain, right? Part of the, about a quarter of that ceiling is open and you got these terraces that are balconies that look down on it. Yep. And it's just, it's super cool. You know, I, I mentioned we're putting in a lot of signs because there's a lot of places you can go. So we're trying to make sure we have enough signage so no one gets lost. <laughs> Everyone finds if you, were, if you were with us in 2019, that building was super simple to get around. Totally different. This one, a lot more fun you can be had in this building. So I uh, was super excited about that. That's that's really cool. And um, uh, you mentioned Podcasters Row. I think that's something... 
Yeah. That's going to be a lot of fun too. That's, you know, that's your kind of your baby project of the, of the, the conference. Um, you and Brad really leading that. That's exciting too. So I'm excited for it. This is, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. Go register, use the aspire TB 2022 code, save some money, uh, come hang out. Yeah. So that's coming up soon, but obviously for this episode, we're here for a couple questions from our audience. So for those who may be listening for the first time, we reached out to the listeners to ask for leadership questions via Twitter, Instagram, and Voxer. And in the past, and what we're going to do today is answering three leadership questions. And I don't know about you, buddy, but it's been a long time. I'm, I'm ready to jump into these leadership questions. Yeah, I'm kind of I'm kind of glad you did a recap of what we do because I'm like I don't know why I'm here. It's it has it's been a little it's much longer between our last episode and this one than we normally have, and I think just because yeah. of summer's been a little crazy. So summer's I'm excited. Crazy. Let's do it. So we got three. Let's dive into it. Okay, so we've got we talked about the podcast network and podcast row. So Hunter Flesh has the first question for us, and his question is: We do a lot to enact positive change, but it can be shot down by negative fearful staff members and their mindsets. So we also spend a lot of time talking about this with staff as far as mindsets. So what do leaders do to combat potentially negativity before an initiative starts? Ooh, that's a good one. I know. Um, It's deep. My gut went immediately to empathy in the sense of the key is figuring out why are those people shooting it down? What is causing them to shoot it down? Is it sometimes is it a lack of clarity of of the value proposition for why this new thing that you're starting or implementing? Is it a lack of clarity in the connection to what they're already doing? Are they overwhelmed and this is just another thing because they don't see that connection and they don't have that clarity? Are they unhappy in other ways and for other reasons that are now impacting, which a lot of times can be the case too? And as a leader, you you tend to figure out the people that are going to potentially push back. Uh, and the people that are potentially going to be negative, I think where too many leaders stop and stop short is they go, okay, well, I know I've got to deal with that person because they're going to push back. They're going to be negative. And a lot of times we go, because that's how they are. And I think the key to that is, well, no, like there's a reason for it. Now, I'm not saying you can be able to fix it. That just might not happen. Sometimes the answer is that the person is just not the right fit for your team. However, it's important to dig in and figure out why is this person combative against anything we push out or this or if it's just this specific one and honestly that it's like i would have a conversation with them but like hey you know everyone seems to be on board with this you you don't like what is it like am i not communicating property do you not agree with the fact that it connects and if so why what can we figure out um and i think that's really important to do so my my gut reaction was go figure out what it is and why it is that they are pushing back and being negative yeah I agree. I think, you know, in that conversation, and I've had to do this before myself, we were a brand new administrative staff and a teacher was not getting in line with the initiatives that we're trying to implement. And so we brought her in and tried to figure out what's going on. And she was very candid and said, guess what? You are the fifth administrative staff that I've worked with since being in this building. This initiative will be short. It will go away and I'll continue to do what I want to do. And I will be in this building much longer than you. You're seeing me smile. I know they can't see me smile, but like because we hear that all the time. All the time. Where they, where, where we're working with, you know, people. Depending, regardless of what it is that we're potentially implementing, where they say, like, "This is just this year, right?" Right. So, like, that's something that you have to understand. I think to that note, what you can do and what you should do is be very, very clear 
that any new initiative you have be clear on how it connects to what you're already doing, yep. how it builds on what you're already doing, how it connects to where you're trying to go. That is not a single year thing. And that's something that leaders need to understand is like when you do a, a one-off PD and you're like, okay, great implement, like that's not going to work. You need to have that follow up. You need to have that follow through. When we do work with partner schools, it's usually a multi-year process to get it to where then we're okay to step back and they could where that support piece. Make sure you're really, really clear on how that connects. And then another piece, another way to go about this is think of the purpose of why are you implementing this initiative? And now I'm going to caveat like some things like new learning management systems and stuff like that. Like when you roll them out, like everyone has to get on board. Right. But there are some initiatives that aim more towards instruction or culture and stuff like that. Like the reason you are implementing, the reason you should be implementing is because you're trying to hit a certain goal. You're trying to hit certain Here's the key things that need to be happening in all of our classrooms. That's what makes a good classroom in our in our district. And so you could go to a teacher and say, hey, if you don't like this, that's okay. But as a district, we need to see these five things, these six things, these 10 things. If you're able to do them, accomplish them without using this initiative, great. Because the goal is not make them do the initiative. The goal is for them to get to the outcome they can. Yep. Right. So then you can have to have con- candid conversation with that. What you'll find, though, is typically if, they, if they're if they hitting it, great, then who cares if they're doing an initiative as long as they're doing what they're supposed to, right? But if they decide not to and then they struggle to hit those those points and, those, and, and succeed that way over the next year or two while those who are running the new initiative are, now you've got the data to say, hey, look, I know you pushed against this, but like you're still not here yet. We're still seeing this growth opportunity, and this is working for everyone else in that growth opportunity. Now I'm kind of telling you like now you got to get you got to get past this, and hopefully – if you've hired the right people and gotten in there, like hopefully they'll see that too. And they'll be at least be more willing to go there. But I think a lot of those depend on what it is that you're rolling out clarity, communication, and then, and then making sure that like, what's the reason and for making them do it, I think is something to look at as well. 100%. And when we were in mastermind a couple of weeks ago, I think it was Mark that said it, you know, when I asked him what the new initiative for the year was, he said, Oh, I don't have any. We always do the same thing every year. He has a set of core initiatives that he does every single year. And like you said, he might build off a small piece of that, but it always Mm -hmm. filters in through these three things that he continues to do. And I thought that was so smart because the staff, there's no surprise. They know exactly what they stand for and what they're going to be working through each and every single year. I'm going to kind of go to the next question because it actually connects to what Hunter asked. And this is from Hedrick Nichols. She saw his question. She added to it. So she said, how can each new leader build on what is already in place rather than implementing sweeping changes that toss the baby with a bathwater? So it's a little yes. metaphor for you because that does happen. And that's similar to what that teacher shared with me, right? If a new staff comes in or a new administrative staff comes in, it's completely changing over and going yep. potentially a, a new direction. So, you know, what are some things that can be done so that it's not just a restart every single time? All right, two things first. One, what's up, Hedrick? Just I gotta say hi. <laughs> Two, awesome. something to investigate on the side is like, where did this whole throw the baby out thing come from? I want to. I, I think we should. <laughs> uh, that, that's always. Well, I'm always like, it's when weird, did that happen? Yeah, it's a weird. Thing. Like, who was it that was like, oh, dude, you were just supposed to get rid of the bathwater, not the baby too? And they're like, oh well, I guess we got rid of the baby. Anyway, <laughs> just saying. Just saying. Anyway, I, I think this this does go right in, and I think we were just touching on it with with what Mark does is like, you can bring new things to your staff. You can bring training, PD, new tools, new everything like that. And Mark does while not bringing new initiatives. Right. Like every year should not, doesn't necessarily have to have and shouldn't be, it shouldn't be a new initiative. 
because a good initiative is going to take multiple years. Yep. Maybe that's two years, maybe that's five years, whatever. A good initiative and a, an initiative that is worthwhile is going to take multiple years to fully to fully get in place. And then it should always be a thing. Mm-hmm. So like what Mark does is like they have their focus. Now they might add a new focus because they discovered they're like, oh, you know what? We need to add this second piece, but that doesn't mean we're not doing these other things. That doesn't mean we're not still focusing on this, right? We need to continue to focus on the initiatives. We might bring in a new group to talk to us, a new book study or whatever you're going to do. But those are just tools to help us continue to get to the same initiative because now it's not, oh, so it's this year. So then I'm not, I'm not even going to bother with it, right? So I think that's really important. And that goes back to that clarity and that connection of why are we bringing this in? Like, why are we actually doing this? And is it building on things? Because, you know, last year we're like, yeah, it's SEL. We're going to be focused on SEL. And then this year there's no focus on SEL. It's like well, that one, that was a terrible SEL initiative. Right. And three, and two, like, why did we focus on it at all then? Yeah. Like, because you're never done with that. Now you might get to where you're like, hey, we're doing good. So we're just going to feed we need to feed our SEL initiative a little bit less this this year because our culture is awesome. Our students are getting what they need. They're being met emotionally. Our teachers are really good at this. So let's make sure we just foster that still. But we need to bring up this part of our initiatives now. And so we're focusing on that. And if you taught that, and some of that goes into the language too, where you're not saying, hey, we got a new initiative. It's, hey, in an effort to continue supporting our work towards whatever that might be, a more culturally aware and in welcoming environment, we're going to do these few things this year. We're going to focus on these three things. They're like, is this a new initiative? No, this is the same thing we've been working on. Yep. These are just some new tools you can put in a belt because you guys have been killing it the last two years, doing great and growth. So we want to keep feeding that because we're seeing it and our kids' success and you know so on, so, so on and so forth. So not only you should be as you're selecting things to do, focusing on not necessarily new, but how do we continue to grow what we're doing? But also it's really important when it comes to the management side and leadership, more important to make sure that you are very, very clearly communicating that connection and that build was it shouldn't be a new initiative every year. It should be continuously building on the goals and the focuses right. that your your staff and your school has. Yeah. And so what Hedrick is saying too, with you know a transition between leadership, I think most districts and everything that I've experienced is actually a lot of things have fallen to the wayside. There's not a conversation. There's not meetings of, okay, this is what happened prior to you coming into this position. Let's continue this moving forward. Mm-hmm. It is maybe a folder in the desk. Maybe it's a short conversation, a, a transition mm-hmm. of master schedule. You know, But for the most part, there isn't a whole lot of conversations between the old leader and the new leader coming in to kind of help bridge that transition. And yeah. I think that's where a lot of things fall to the wayside because they didn't even know it was occurring. I think that's that's going to happen, obviously, more likely in the scenario where the previous leader was either asked to leave or left on less friendly terms, where you right. do have the leaders that, that are stepping away because they just have an opportunity they can't pass up. Those leaders are typically going to try and their best to communicate, and then it's really up to the new leader coming in, if you're that new leader, to go get that info. Mm-hmm. But if the previous person leaves and you don't have any communication, you still have a massive wealth of resource, and that's For the sure. staff. Yep. And so I, I, basically, I preface this, I've never led a school building. I've never had to do that. But I have taken over management of a lot of businesses and restaurants. And it's very similar. Yep. And one of the first things I always did was talk to the staff and go, what do you love? What do you hate? Where's the improvement growth? Not, here's what I see and what I think needs to change. And then as they gave me feedback, and this could be three, six, 10, 12 months into it. Yeah. I'm going, okay, I'm going, okay, let me let me put some ideas aside. Let me put some ideas, let me have more conversations. And then I'm saying, hey, I've been here for a while. Uh, you know, I'm I'm now part of the team. I'm now in this. We feel good. We're building trust. 
and you've been telling me X, Y, Z. So here's my thought. What do you got? And so I think it's a, it's a natural fear for anyone in any kind of business, but naturally for educators, teachers to go, Oh, there's new, new leadership. That means all the work I've done over the last three, like everything's changed and I'm going to fight versus, Oh, Oh, the, like they're coming in and they're they're trying to learn how we do things. Now they're actually asking us, and we're going to lead this ship with them now. That doesn't mean you don't bring some of the awesomeness that you've learned to the other places, but you need to wait to bring it in at the right time and connect it to what the, the struggle is. Now, all that said, with I understand that sometimes the board is going to say we want you to come in and completely change anything. For sure, you gotta you gotta play within the box that you're that you're given. But if at all possible, talk with the staff that's been there figure out what they loved or didn't love about the way things have been going, not bashing the other leader or anything like that, but like, what do they love? What do they don't love? What would they change? Yep. So you can learn, get into the community first, get into that, be, become part of the culture and part of the the family at, you know, at your school first, mm-hmm. then work with your staff to figure out what are the changes we can make. Love it. This podcast is a proud member of the Teach Better Podcast Network. Better today, better tomorrow, and the podcast to get you there. You can find out more at teachbetter.com slash podcast. Now let's get back to the episode. All right, man, you ready for the last question? Let's do it. All right, this one's on a totally different note. I love it. This is actually from Craig Ford. He's new in our admin mastermind every Tuesday morning. And his question is, what was the most helpful piece of advice you received from a principal, a mentor, or a, another leader? Okay, well, first off, teachbetter.com slash mastermind. It's a free mastermind that Josh leads with the amazing Dr. Brian uh, Zwimke. Um, and it is free. You just sign up, you get a Zoom link, come every Tuesday, and it's great conversations. It's been awesome having Craig there. Sorry. Um, so what is the best advice? Well, I'm, I'm going to you. I'm looking at you first. <laughs> oh, goodness. I'll talk about my my mentor. So Sandra Pegram, she was my assistant principal and principal um, in different roles. You know, for her, she was just really about opening the door for me in every opportunity. And she always said, like, whatever your goals are, whatever your dreams, don't allow anyone to tell you otherwise. And she knew I was struggling because obviously I was an art teacher, an elective teacher, and I had to prove myself. And a lot of people were doubting the fact that I could ever get into administration, not only in our building, but also at the district level. And she saw how hard I was fighting. And, and that, that piece of advice always resonated with me of, you know, don't let anyone tell you who you are or what you're going to be about or what you're going to do in your life. So I took that to heart and, and really fought to not only make a difference on my campus, but then show that I had the skills yeah. to be an administrator someday. I love that. Best piece of advice that I've ever gotten. Obviously, different industry type feel here. Totally. But if you focus all of your energy on helping other people, one day you'll turn around and find a big pile of cash behind you. And I, I've told the story many times. And when I, you know, at that time I was young and in sales and he was talking about cash. But what he actually meant was not cash. It was right. success. It was fulfillment. It was purpose. And that is something that I have took me a while to understand and grasp because I was young at the time. But as I've, I've continued to embrace that more and more of if you focus all your energy on helping others, you'll turn around and you'll find a big pile of purpose, yep. of happiness, of fulfillment. And uh, I think that's been a, a continued regardless of what I've been doing with my life. So. Yeah. All right. One last question. What is up with the Teach Better team? Ooh, well, we've talked about the conference, so teachbetterconference.com for that. Register as soon as you can. If you need to get permission from anyone or uh, request subs or anything like that, there is a uh, um, a downloadable template that you can get on there that is a letter to your admin if needed. Um, if you're an admin listening and you've got people you want to send or a team you want to send, 
reach out to us because we are dueling out a lot of um, discounts and um, staff discounts if you bring in bulk discounts, things like that as well. Uh, but you can also use, what is it? It's Aspire TB 2022. So Aspire yep. TB 2022 uh, save. Is that 50 or is that 25? I, get... I think it's 25 for a day, 50 for two days. Okay, so that's that's available there too. So use that. So that's going on. That's October 14th, 15th. Oh, we, we have our new our, our current live shows. Uh, we're doing two live shows, live streams every week. Uh, the, the one is on Sundays at 8 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, that is led by Ray Hewitt and the amazing Brad Hughes uh, with lots of guests dropping in, included potential panels and some really, really cool stuff going on there. That is uh, exclusive to our private Facebook group. If you go to teachbettergroup.com, you can get in there. It's free to get in, but you have to apply. So if you want to be part of the conversation, you need to be in the group. Mm-hmm. However, it will then uh, we will we then restream the replay on Monday nights and it does go up. The audio does go up to the podcast as well. Uh, but you want to get in that group, get, get in there, be a part of the conversation. Uh, and then on Wednesday mornings at 7 a.m. Eastern time, uh, Ray and I have our Wednesday morning wake up, which has been a blast. We're about three or four weeks, three weeks in now. Yep, three weeks. Um, and that is where everywhere on there, that's on that live streams on the Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Twitch, LinkedIn. Uh, and of course, goes up to the podcast as well. What else we have going on? That's it. I think we had a great course out right now that was put out last uh, month from Livia. Yeah, Livia. Um, all about building re- relationships. Uh, we've got a great one coming up here on the 21st coming out. The one coming out on 21st is going to be another free course. So that's exciting too. So teachbetacademy.com for all that. I think that's it, man. Yeah, that's a lot. (laughs) I think it's enough. We we got a lot going on into the fall and preparing everyone for the the new school year. So yeah, obviously the conference is is taking up a lot of our time as it's getting closer. And yeah, make sure that you sign up because there's not many spaces left. So you you need to make sure that you jump on that quickly and get everything uh, figure it out. I know hotels are, are filling up fast too. So hotels um, are booking up real fast. Yeah. yeah. Like Jeff said, if you're an administrator looking to send multiple people, reach out too, so we, you can get that discount. Um, I just had a administrator from Delaware actually reach out to me. So let's get Delaware in the house. Let's we're, go. We're getting all these different States and we got some folks from Canada coming down. We're going international this time. Can't yes. wait to see you in person again and, uh, see so many wonderful and fantastic educators. Gargus. It's always a pleasure. Thank you for being on the Aspire Mailbag. Appreciate you, brother.